welcome back to Chiquita Nicole Speaks. My name is Chiquita Nicole Edwards and this podcast is where I uplift and empower women to be the best versions of themselves by providing tips and tricks for them to use in their day-to-day lives. returning to come on a podcast you know what you are amazing you know that oh thank you I try (laughs) you are absolutely amazing and you know today we're going to talk about being vulnerable with your kids I think vulnerability with your kids is very important and Ashley does too right yeah this is something that I learned for the first time last night um being vulnerable and transparent with my children and I don't know, you know, how old your children were when you, if you have a memory of, you know, first time being vulnerable with them, but my children are, um, my daughter's three and a half, and my son is, uh, he'll be five in a couple weeks, and excuse me if I get emotional talking about this, because it was like a a huge moment for us um, last night, so since, um, since my children's father died, um, how long ago, just a little over two years now, my children when they were older, like what they remember about their mother from, from that time. Mommy, they would say mommy's tough, mommy's strong, mommy keeps moving, mommy's the glue of this family, and mommy's tough. I think that that's what they would say and that they, they wouldn't have noticed the difference. You know, I strive to, everything I do is to make sure my children have happy and normal lives. Mm-hmm. But there's something I realized last night is that I, I don't allow my the vulnerable part of me, I don't show that to my children. So my children have never really seen me cry. The last time I remember my son truly seeing me cry was the day after his father passed away. And I remember crying on, I excused myself and I cried um, like in, in the stairway in our house and he found me and I remember he said, mommy, mommy, don't cry. Mommy, don't cry. And I pulled it together in that moment. And I said, and I said, you're right, Charles. I'm okay. Everything's okay. Pulled it all together or if I have emotional moments that's when they go to sleep at night and they're tucked away and then I deal with those emotions so yesterday you know just you know I'm, I'm exhausted I'm a working mother um with you know two two toddlers and you know the you you know how it goes you put the kids to bed at night and your job doesn't end you're doing the dishes you're doing the laundry you're preparing for the next day wrapping up on the work day if you need to do that so when I ask them to go to sleep at a certain hour, when it's bedtime, it's bedtime. No, that's right. Same in my house, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they generally have an understanding of that. We have a very strict routine, and, you know, I have certain expectations for bedtime, and they meet them, and that's usually a normal day. But sometimes they pull the, oh, I need water. Oh, can I do this? Don't can they I do all? that? And push it. And last night, I was just so excited. Charles was kept calling me upstairs for something. I remember what it was, and I just got upset. Yeah. And I got so upset, and I called my my boo thing boy toy. <laughs> <laughs> I called my little friend, mm-hmm. and I said, "I need you. I'm, I'm gonna lose it. I need you to talk to Charles right now. Mm-hmm. Just just take the phone because I don't have the patience right now. Oh, well, I'm just 
imagine how when I'm struggling to be a provider, to be a good mother and a father, how when we have those difficult days on, on my weekdays, I, I resent him for that. So I was, you know, upset, emotional over it. After maybe five minutes, ten minutes, go upstairs, and and I just, and I was, I was just, I, Charles could tell that I was upset, and then he forgot about whatever it was he was going through, fair, afraid of some boogeyman or whatever the hell the problem was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever story was he was making up to stall bedtime, he could see in my face that I had been crying. And yeah. all of a sudden, whatever it was he was having a fit over just stopped. Wow. And I was talking on the phone to, to Luis, and I was explaining what was kind of going on. Just, it all came out. And my son, I said, I see how Charles all of a sudden, he he understands that, you know, his mommy is hurting. Mommy is tired. Mommy, mommy's exhausted. Mommy, mommy's plate is full, and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And, um. And then I felt so bad my daughter could hear me crying in the other room. My sweet little girl goes, she's like, Mommy, Mommy, are you okay? Aww. And then I'm like, hang on a second, talk to Luis. Let me, let me go check on Penny. So then I go and I talk to Penelope. I go in her room. My sweet girl's sitting there with tears pouring down her face. And she reaches up to me. She goes, Mommy, it's going to be okay, Mommy. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and I scooped her up and I brought her to the rocking chair that rocked her since she was a little baby and I just rocked her and I talked to her and I told her how mommy's tired and mommy's exhausted you guys are getting older now and you can help me with certain things and this is how you can help me told her all those things and she understands and she understood and we had a great talk put her back to bed and go back and I talked to my son who's just who's looking at me he's so like emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. very intuitive yeah. And I just had a real talk with my child for the first time. And I held him and I cried and he cried and I just explained that this is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you understand there's only one of me yep. and there's two of you. Yep. You want I need your help because this is hard. Mm-hmm. You know how you can help mommy? When I ask you to do something, do it the first time I ask you to. Right. Don't make me nag and run behind you and keep asking you. I need you to because you know what? When I go to sleep, what do you hear me do? When you go to sleep, what do you hear me doing downstairs? You hear me doing dishes? You hear me washing your clothes? You hear me packing your lunch? Mm-hmm. I, I need rest. I need rest. So I can be a happy mommy in the mm-hmm. morning. I need rest. And the longer this bedtime routine takes, the longer it takes for me to be able to get to the time where I can slow down and rest. Right. And, for the, and he and I could see that I was getting through to the child. Mm-hmm. That he understood what I was saying and we held each other and we cried and we talked about ways that he can help me yeah he can help me with chores that he can just help listen the first time I asked him to do something and I connected with my children in a way I never had before and I'm so thankful they're at an age now where they can comprehend what I tell them what I need from them mm-hmm. and they understand mama's tired and I need help yes and and I, I think it's great too that you know, you were able to cry with them because that's something I've always had a struggle with doing in front of my kids because, like you said, you feel like you got to be this tough person. I have a history um, that, you know, adds to the reason why I don't like to cry around people, especially my kids. But like yourself, there was a moment in time, and I remember it like it was yesterday, 
it was 2013 I had not long ago gotten home from deployment we just had to talk about the things I experienced over there and my youngest son was two he's 11 now so that lets you know how long ago that was (laughs) he was two and my oldest was seven so um I was just dealing with a lot trying to get my mind back to normal um whatever normal is after you come back from deployment I was trying to get my mind back to normal things just weren't the same I was struggling financially and you know I had made a decision to roommate with the family member that I'm very close with and you know things just weren't working out and when I I had another assignment another military assignment that I went to and when I came back I realized that I could no longer stay in the house that I was in and because I knew I couldn't afford it so um like yourself I got my boys ready for bed you know got them all together and then you know me I'm very money conscious I'm really good at budgeting and I'm very organized and structured anyone who knows me knows that about me and when I got them off the bed, I'm thinking it's just me in the house, in the computer, onto myself. I'm sitting at that table just crunching numbers, figuring out how I can make this work because I really do not want to have to go back to Jacksonville. I want to stay here. And I couldn't figure it out. For once in my life, I could not, I did not have the answers. And I was used to having the answers. And I'm just like, why is nothing working for me? My love life sucks. You know, I suck. You know, my my work life sucks. You know, sometimes I feel like I suck as a mother because I work so hard and I don't have anything to show for it. And all of a sudden, a wealth of emotion took over my body and I just bawled my eyes out. Now, I thought my boys were sleeping. Girl, let me tell you. It's something about them kids and they mamas because they know when something is not right. When I tell you both my boys came running out their bed and they already know once you get in the bed, you don't get out the bed, but they don't get, (laughs) you do not get out the bed. If you don't have to use the bathroom, your butt better be in the bed, but they came out their room and ran over there and they both together hugged me and was like mommy what's wrong and I was like I just sucked it up I was like oh my gosh they caught me you know it was like mommy why are you crying and I'm like I'm like and after a while I was just like you know what it's no need to hold it they done seen me cry already let me just let it out and I just broke and I was like it's just so hard and like a part of me I still get emotional over that and I'm trying not to right now but I still get emotional over that because it's like being a single mom is no freaking joke. You know what I'm saying? And I was thinking that so much last night that before being a single mother, like, isn't it that, like, you know, we respect as single mothers, but once you're living in it, oh my gosh. you appreciation for what it is that we single mothers bond Oh my gosh. When I tell you, <laughs> listen, yes. And I just, I just broke down. I was just like, this is so hard. I'm trying so hard and it's just not working and I had the ugly face cry going on (laughs) and my boys told me they was like mommy but it's okay you're doing good we still love you and it was just everything I needed to hear and it was like please don't cry it's okay mommy and in that moment that let me know that I must be a gosh darn it amazing mother for them to feel that even though I broke down and I was just like 
you know, this is too hard. And they still was like, mommy, you're doing a good job, you know? And I had that same talk with them as well. I was like, you always say, y'all always say, mommy, how can we help you? How can you help me? And what I always tell them is, you know how you can help me? You can help me by helping yourself. You can help me by doing for yourself. When I ask you to do something, please don't act like you don't know what I said or like I'm speaking French or Japanese because guess what? We both speak English and I speak very clearly. I think I have a good etiquette when I speak. I think I'm pretty intellectual, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like... Right, and I tell them, I was like, I don't like getting frustrated. I don't like fussing at you all. And the reason I fuss at you all is because, like you said, I am only one person and I'm taking care of three people myself and you two. And not only that, I have other people looking out for me or looking up to me and expecting things of me. So not only am I taking care of myself because self-care is the best care then I gotta take care of you your brother I have a duty in the military to uphold so I have troops that are under me looking for me to be able to fulfill my job I have superiors over me looking for me to fulfill my job you know what I'm saying then I gotta play mommy daddy doctor lawyer teacher all of that yes and it's like it never ends it's really hard it is and it's like it's it's, a beautiful moment when you can express that to your children and they understand it and they and they can acknowledge that they see how much you're doing and how hard you're working it's a beautiful moment when they're they're old enough you know i'm gonna say wise enough but they can comprehend all that we do for them and appreciate and appreciate it I think vulnerability and transparency with your kids is very important. One, because they will see that you're human and that you have feelings. And two, when they get older, they will have a better understanding of why you do what you do and why what you did in the past is what you did in the past. Because with my kids, they were young like your kids are when I started to explain to them and be um, transparent and let them know why I do what I do. I talk to my kids a lot. And some people may think, oh, you talk to your kids too much. No, I believe in educating. I pride myself on teaching. So now that they're older, I've heard them make statements like, my mommy don't play, but I understand that she's preparing me for the world. Or my mommy is tough on me, but I understand that she wants me to be a successful man. So when I hear them use that that terminology and those words, I'm like, well, shoot. Okay, go ahead, sister girl. And I always, anytime, anytime I get on their case about anything, I don't do it out of anger. I might be frustrated and upset when it happens, but I let them know, do you know why I said this? And I make sure they understand because unlike back in the day when we was like, you do what I say because I said you don't, we don't owe you no explanation. No, you need to understand because in order for you to go out into this world and be effective and make something of yourself and understand why the world is the way it is i need to know what i did wrong and why the punishment i received is why i received it and i have no problem explaining it to you and i will ask you now does it make sense 
and they'll be like oh yes ma'am so do you feel like i was being too harsh oh now that you explained it no ma'am oh okay i just need to make sure not that i was gonna change the punishment i just need you to understand why i said what i said and why i did what i did girl i don't play when i say what i say (laughs) i have good logic behind what i say and what i do and i don't want to hear about what joe schmo mama do because i'm not joe schmo's mama and you not joe schmo's brother listen please don't bring it up because what they do in their household don't have nothing to do with me so um you know this is i believe this is a really really great topic because oftentimes we're afraid as women to open up to our kids and for them to see our vulnerable side and i think it stems from the like you said your kids said oh mommy's strong mommy's you know this and that mommy keeps the world together or whatever and we want our kids to think that of us but i think it's also good to have balance because if your children grow up thinking that you don't have any emotions and they don't know what bothers you or what makes you happy they won't know what to do to make you proud because whether we want to accept it or not our kids want us to be proud of them And if they don't know what makes us upset, what disappoints us, and what makes us happy, because we don't communicate that to them, they're not going to know, like, what to do. Well said. And I think that's very important. Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, so. It was a great lesson, you know, it was a great lesson that we learned together last night. Um, I think that enough time has passed where I can show them my vulnerable side, and, you know, we maintained for the past couple years and I've kept it together for them and I can be real with them now Mm -hmm. and I think you're doing a great job ready for it Mm -hmm. and now that you had a real moment and now that you've opened that door you can continue it it's not one of those it's it's no longer a first it's like you can easily be like remember that conversation we had remember how I explained x y and z I need you to do this remember the conversation this morning yeah, you see those clothes that are on the floor? What did we talk about last night? That part. You can help mommy by picking up those clothes that you just took off and put them in the hamper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Thank you, sir. And you know, when you get teenagers and they start to smell themselves because they think they grown, you know, <laughs> I had my oldest son tell me the other day, and I was like, really? I was simply preparing him because he can be forgetful. So I was preparing him, making sure like, hey, make sure you don't leave this, make sure you have this, make sure you have that. And although he didn't verbalize what he was thinking, because I'm very facial, you know, I'm very facial too. He my child now. So when he gave me a look, I said, um, what's that look for? And he had like, he didn't want to, I said, no, I'm going to need you to explain that look. What was that look for? Well, you're assuming that I'm gonna lose I said oh really I'm assuming now did I tell you you were gonna leave it or did I say make sure you keep up with this make sure you don't forget it I said did I say did I say anything about you're gonna leave it and I said oh yeah and how many times have you left x y and z and then he was like he oh oh now it makes sense you see, that's why I talk to my kids and explain to them because when you're thinking I'm being, I'm overreacting or I'm accusing you, you're insinuating. That was the word he used. You're insinuating. I'm insinuating. So now you're telling me what I'm doing. You didn't ask me. You're telling me 
that I'm insinuating. I didn't insinuate anything. Now, you know, back in the day, if I would have used that word insinuate to my mama, girl, these lips would have been like, huh? <laughs> girl, listen, you insinuating, insinuating what? I wouldn't have even been able to get the whole insinuate out my mouth. It, what? What'd you say? insinuating okay I got you insinuating so I broke it all the way down to the ground and I let him know listen I know the faces and I needed you to explain that face because I knew and he was like well he was like well you did say I said I said it after the face did I not he was like oh see kids think they smarter than you and that's why it's important to establish that transparency when they're small so I think the age that you're doing it at is awesome the fact that they can comprehend is awesome and I always tell myself and I tell other people look for teachable moments like that you know what I'm saying you might be in a situation and your kids might be like what is that or what are they doing and they really want to answer don't brush it off don't brush it off I have to learn to be better about that yeah because at the end of the day I would rather teach them the right thing than for them to go out into the world and learn the wrong thing from somebody else and get screwed yeah. up in some mess so in my child it don't matter what age they are i feel like if they ask me they need to know because they heard it from somewhere and i need to educate you the right way before somebody corrupt your, your little mind you know what i'm saying valuable advice yeah and yeah. i'll give you an example we were watching a movie um i forget the name of it uh it was a really good movie though but it was a movie that my 11 year old wanted to watch and we love to do like family movies on friday nights so we watched this movie and there was a scene in this movie where the girl had started her period for the first time and it was in the middle of class and um one of the boys behind she didn't know it started the boys you know typically you don't know until you stand up or you go to the bathroom and then it's like your mind's like oh my gosh i'm cramping now like what is that but she didn't know it had started it was her first time and um the the boy behind her busted out laughing like he was chuckling and it and it drew attention to the girl and it started to leak onto the floor yeah i know that's what i said i said oh lord jesus that gotta be embarrassing so he's picking on her and he was like i think you dropped something that's what he said and so she looked down and she was like oh and she was embarrassed and so my 11 year old was like mommy what's wrong what happened he was like why he was like what is why is she bleeding that was a teachable moment that was the moment that i used to teach him about female periods because yeah. as a man, they need to know. And he yeah. and I told him, I said, that was the moment. And what I told him was, baby, I said, don't ever tease a girl if that ever happens. I said, as a gentleman, you can let her know in privacy. You can offer her a cloth, a jacket or something. I said, but never tease her about that because that's not something she can help. I said, just like boys go through puberty, that's a girl's form of puberty. And that's how I explained it to him. He was like, oh. He said, I would never do that. That's mean. And so, again, a teachable moment. I didn't expect that conversation to happen right then. But because that scene was in the movie, and I think they were in, like, middle school or high school. She had to be middle school if it was her first one. But 
I'll say just it like sounds like the perfect age of him being what, 11, 11 because you're like, you're old, yep. it's, it's the perfect time yeah. to have that conversation when his peers are starting to experience those exactly. things yep, yeah. exactly so I just use that as an example because there are so many teachable moments that we might overlook and I think that you know I said and then when it was after that happened she was just like oh my gosh my stomach he was like that looks painful because he was like a girl bleeding yeah he was like a girl bleeding he's like that looks painful I said it is painful dude (laughs) and he was like oh man Ooh, I'm glad I'm not a girl I said be glad (laughs) I said but make sure that you're always a gentleman and you never tease a girl for that because that's not something that she can help. That's how God created our bodies. And that's how you were able to be born. I said, so <laughs> just that's how that works. So I think this was a great talk. And I hope every all of my listeners found value in what we talked about today. So again, thank you so much, Ashley. Um, you're always awesome. So Hey, if I if I come across something that I learned with my life experiences and sharing that could just, you know, just as you said, could just touch or reach just one person, then there's benefit in talking about it, right? Always, always. So until next time, Chiquita Nicole Speaks is out. <laughs>